Hi there, and thank you for joining me here today. My name is Melissa, and this is my podcast. So it's been a while since I've put anything out. I've been busy in trying to organize my mind and just my every day-to-day living situation now that I am a mom, and I am a single mom at that. So I've been just, yeah, adjusting to this new schedule. And it's hard to even say schedule because when it comes to infants, especially in the newborn stage, it's really hard to find a set routine and that being the routine forever because they have days where they're just not feeling as well and you know, I'm still trying to figure out what his different cries mean and what he needs or doesn't want. And, you know, there's all sorts of different things and moving parts. And on top of that, you know, I, as a human being, after giving birth to another human being, my body's adjusting. So like my hormones and the sensations I feel and how I'm thinking and all that stuff has been you know, quite the journey as well. So I'm juggling a lot and I am fortunate that though I'm a single mom, um, the father is helping. So I am fortunate enough for that. So he comes and helps and sees the baby occasionally. And I also found a wonderful nanny and boy, does that make a world of a difference. And so, um, and I also have to give myself credit too. I think, you know, like I mentioned earlier, Being a mom, there's just so many things that you are adjusting to, and this is a completely new experience for me. And that's one of the things I'm constantly reminded of as being a new mom. And I think this could be applied to anything. You know, when you're trying something new or when you're thrown into a new situation, there's always that period where you're trying to figure things out and it may not always go your way. It may knock you down. And I think a lot of the times, you know, the the knee-jerk reaction is to be hard on ourselves. Like, why can't I do this better? Or I've been doing all of this mental and physical training. I should have been able to handle that. And, you know, recognizing that, You can do all the mental and physical training you want, but it doesn't mean that it's going to make every situation easier in a way where you're going to be able to perfectly handle everything. I think all these resources and tools that you use for the training are just that, resources and tools to help assist and guide as best as they can, you know, through your journey. And and because of that knowing it's been you know i've been able to let go and and i think i've been able to enjoy the experience a little bit more and i think that's one of the things that i actually am learning or relearning because there was a period uh, i think like the first 2 months of being a mom where I was extremely hard on myself. I was thinking, well, you know, I'm a mindful practitioner and coach. You know, I I teach yoga and mindfulness and I meditate and journal. Why is this not going 
easy for me? Why is it so difficult? Why do I keep falling on my face? Why do I keep losing my, excuse my French, shit? And I realized that it's because I'm human. You know, we as humans, we experience life through different sensations and our body is wired in a way where it just responds to our external environment through sensing things. And sometimes when you're overstimulated, overstressed, there the knee-jerk reaction of just survival mode kicks in and that is okay because we are human. I'm human. As long as I am doing my part in being conscious of where I'm at and reaching out for help when I need it, giving myself grace, and also not letting those falls define me in any way, not uh, seeing myself as weaker and just seeing myself as I'm just going through an experience through life that's really challenging, you know, it's really testing me and um, just doing the best I can. And so, yeah, it's been, it's been kind of crazy to think about all of the things and the processes that I've gone through to get to this place. Because it's funny because the father of the baby, his name's Paul, he was like, remember how like, just like (laughs) a month ago, two months ago, where you were like, I can't do this. And you were like falling apart and and he was right. He told me, he's like, you're doing a great job. He was very encouraging. He was like, you're doing a great job. You know, you're, you're an amazing mom. But at that time when he would say those things, I couldn't hear it. And also it actually annoyed me because I'm just like, you know, I'm, I, I guess I just strive to be better you know, and I thought that I could do better, be better. And so I was extremely hard on myself. So feeling like I'm not doing my best, but hearing him say that, it just didn't match with what my vision of, you know, being a perfect mom was. And so I had to let that go. And now that I've let that go, I think also uh, my son, Forrest, has sensed that. And I, I also, you know, it's just because we've built a relationship. We're starting to build a relationship where we're getting more connected. But I think he is sensing my vibe. And I and I will say that there are days where I feel a little more anxious and I can tell in his behavior that he senses something. And that's the crazy thing about humans we can transfer, transmit, and absorb other people's energies. And so it's really, you know, amazing, but also kind of scary if you are going about your environment and you're very unconscious of how you're feeling and what you want, because then you're emitting this energy of, you know, stress, anxiety, without even knowing it, and you're also affecting the people around you, Um, which is why I am always saying, and I'm always telling myself how important it is to be able to make that time for yourself so that you can connect with your mind and body and have a good relationship with your mind and body. And it's not so much about 
exercising and sweating it off because, you know, it releases endorphins or meditating so that, you know, you can clear out space. But it's really about just being aware of what you're feeling inside of you, aware of what thoughts come up when you feel these things and reflecting on that and reflecting on, is this something that I want to feel? Is Does this match the situation I'm going through? And then having the knowing to know when to seek help, when to take a pause, or when to just let it go. Because, you know, like I said, we're humans. Maybe you're just responding in survival mode and and it's just temporary. And so just letting it go and giving yourself grace and then showing up the next day better. And and that's kind of like how I've been living my life since uh, since like a month ago. I will say that when it comes to motherhood and, you know, I think postpartum, it was very challenging in that there are lots of fluctuation and hormone changes and that definitely destabilized my mood. And, you know, also knowing that I have had more challenges previous to pregnancy with, you know, stabilizing my mood. And I understand that and understood that. And also, this is why I had set so many rituals for myself that I am just a little more sensitive. I respond and react sometimes a little bit too much. And not that it's a bad thing, but sometimes it clouds my ability to be the kind of person that I choose to be. And that is somebody who moves forward with love and intention for not only myself, but for those around me. And so I had said all these things. And when I came into postpartum, all that just kind of like, all that shit just like blew over. And it was hard for me to even reach for those things because I don't think people talk about talk about it enough, how extreme postpartum can be. And, you know, I did some research on postpartum depression and try to understand the different hormonal stuff that happens. But, you know, I just, for me, this is just kind of like my thought process. I'm like, it's, it's, whether I know the science or not, it just makes sense, right? My body has literally created another human being. And to do that, my body has to do a tremendous amount of work meaning adapt my body adapts to the baby inside me it's making all do- sorts of hormonal shifts and changes and so when the baby leaves suddenly obviously there's going to be a chaos of hormone shifts and changes and that also means that the way that i think and the way that i feel are not going to be in tune with who i am it's just it's kind of like an explosion of just shit and so um I went through a period where I just felt like I had no control. I felt super, super depressed, you know, like in my body, in my mind. And, you know, I think there was a point where I just felt like I couldn't live anymore. And it was very extreme, very, very just felt like almost like death, you know. Um, And I wish 
No, I don't wish. Um, but I think it's good to know. And I feel as if it should be spoken about more that the thoughts you have during postpartum, the things that you're feeling during postpartum, those those things are not who you are. Only They only become who you are if you choose to believe those things, choose to feel those things, and choose to let those things define you. And so I think, you know, what helped me during postpartum was because I had set these rituals, I also knew in my mind you know, sometimes you have to let these things flow, you know, let your feelings and the sensations and whatever flow without any judgment, be able to speak right on it, you know, just put it out there without any judgment. And, and once, you know, you do that and you don't allow it to become who you are, you're just with a conscious knowing of, this is just a period where I just need to release these things. It really helped me to, I don't want to say speed along, but I feel like I want to say speed along because um, I've spoken to some other moms and I've like read some stories of other moms during postpartum where these things stretch out. And from my personal experience and I, and I, this is my belief, right? So it doesn't have to be in line with yours or anybody else you know, I feel like everything that exists in this world, thoughts, ideas, whatever, is a human construct. So really, you know, a belief is very individual, the things that you like. Anyways, I don't want to go off tangent, but I firmly believe that when you allow these feelings and sensations to flow through you and not judge it and give it grace and literally, you know, just put it out there, um, it speeds that process along, or maybe it doesn't speed the process along, but it's like a natural speed. It's just when I, you know, think of all the other stories that I've heard, um, those experiences were just prolonged, I guess. And maybe my experience is more just, or maybe it's individual, but anyways, I felt, I feel as if it was sped along because I, I allowed myself to do that. I know there was a period where I felt a little shameful, you know, speaking these things to people where I felt like I was overwhelming these people. And yeah, so I had to dial it back with certain people. Right. And I also had a therapist during that heavy time. Um, and so, you know, being able to do that was a blessing. And I am very grateful to those people because those are the people that I know are you know, tremendous space holders. And I am so lucky that I have friends that were able to hold that space for me as well. Um, because it's a big job and I wouldn't just go to any friend and like dump because I, I know that again, like I said earlier, you know, the energy, the vibe or the thoughts that you exude from your body can be absorbed by another person. And some people are just not capable of doing it um, or not in the space to do it. So, so that is that. So I was able to do that. And I think once 
I cleared all of that out. I started to, you know, remind myself, let's let's get back to doing the things that made me feel grounded, that made me feel nurtured and made me feel like myself, the best version of myself. And that was also a process because, you know, I had not been meditating and moving for quite some time because of that postpartum period where I allowed myself to just feel things and not do things if I didn't want to. Um, and that that period was also very challenging because my conscious mind was fighting my unconscious mind and my my habitual patterns. And I was consistent enough, you know. And even now, I think I still kind of struggle with that, but it's much better. I, like, for example, I'm doing this podcast at 6.50 a.m. So I woke up at 5.30, and that's another thing, you know. Well, I'll get back to that. But I woke up early because I slept early. And I woke up, I have been doing my meditation and I will say there are some mornings where I just don't want to do my meditation, but I tell myself I need to show up for myself. You know, showing up for myself looks like being disciplined in doing the things that I know that will create longevity as opposed to, you know, an immediate gratification. Cause I know that if I really wanted to, like if I let my ego and let go of like that discipline, I would have probably just sat on the couch, enjoying my coffee, staring at the window. And sometimes that's good. But I know for me personally, if I continue to do that, it doesn't help me. And so I meditated, you know, I meditated. And then I, you know, did my thing. And, and after I meditate, I, you know, organize my space a little bit because being a mom and having a kid, my space is not as organized as it used to be. Um, I usually go straight into journaling, but I was like, oh, I want to do this podcast. And I almost did the podcast before the journaling. But then I, again, chose to do the journaling first because I know that is what grounds me. The podcast is just something I'm excited to do and to to just like voice my opinion and um it's enjoyable for me. And so and I'm glad that I did that. I, I that's that's the thing. I told myself, well, if I don't get to do the podcast because uh Forrest wakes up, then that's fine cuz I got my meditation and journaling in. And I never regret you know, meditating or journaling, never, no matter how shitty of a day that I have, no matter how stressful I am or stressed I am, whatever situation, I never regret meditating and journaling. And so that's, that's showing up for myself, being disciplined because it's like, just like kids, right? Like, you know, eating vegetables for your kids is good because it has lots of different nutrients but they don't want to eat it. But you have to set that discipline and instill that in them because as kids, they don't know, they don't have, it's, they don't have any, um, what's it, construct of time, right? They don't understand these things. And so they want everything immediately. They only understand immediate gratification. So as adults, you know, we have to instill that in them, you know, showing them and also practicing ourselves like that discipline. And so I'm pretty much mothering myself 
discipline myself, telling myself I need to do X, Y, and Z because I know it's going to help me in the long run. Um, and yeah, so four months and, um, I am back to working and working remotely, which I see myself doing for the foreseeable future. And, you know, what's been really interesting is that I'm noticing a shift in how I train now my clients again. And I think it's, I think evolving and self-expansion, I like it to call self-healing self-expansion because self-healing to me almost sounds like there was something wrong with me. Like I was wounded, you know? Um, and that's just like a personal preference. I, I realize and I recognize now, you know, in this era of time, there's a lot of amazing people out there doing amazing work and sharing work around mindset and behaviors and self-care and things like that. And I think, you know, everyone's using like their own words because it's just, they identify it with it more. And for me, I, I identify with self-expansion more than self-healing because yeah, it just, to me, it correlates to like, you know, what's the antonym of heal? wound and so then I think like oh was I wounded well what was wrong with me and um anyways so I feel as if the self-expansion journey never ends I feel that age is just a number you know I I still to this day will say things like oh I feel so old or or um I'm too old to do that or this. And I think it's more habitual now because I'm so used to saying it because I'm living in a society where things are labeled old and young or new and old. And and with that, there's a, a string of other synonyms and thoughts that come along with it. And it puts it into this bucket and it really then prevents you know, growth. And so I think that, you know, as humans, we're born into this world with an amazing body that adapts, that survives and thrives. And it's really about our mindset from there, how we view the world, how we view ourselves and how I view ourselves or how I view myself as a human being is a human being that will always be evolving, always be looking to expand and to become a bigger version of myself because, you know, that's what we're built to do. And with life, there is nothing permanent. The only permanent thing is change. The only con only constant in life is change. And, you know, having that knowing also makes me feel less of a of a failure quote unquote when I don't do things a certain way I think oh this is just the way I did it before now I see I can do it this way and I'm self expanding and becoming bigger and better so yeah I'm coaching differently I think if this were like a few years ago or maybe even like a year ago I would have thought about it as like oh I'm not coaching well enough like I was doing it wrong and again, you know, 
the things we defined and the things that we create are really a human construct. And so for me, I choose to see it as not that I was doing it wrong or that's incorrect, but just seeing it as, okay, that was one way. This is another way. I choose to do this way now. Um, and so, yeah, I think this entire journey or this, I like, I want to call it a rebirth, you know, of myself, um, during motherhood has been just letting is is not so much letting go but shifting my perspective and i think shifting that perspective with all that has given me you know the ability to align with everything else you know we talk about giving ourselves grace, forgiving ourselves, moving forward and letting go. But I think all that comes from when you have the mindset of understanding that everything in this life, everything is a human construct. And it's really your choice about how you choose to see the world. Just know that, just knowing, but just with the knowing that you are built to move with change, you're built to adapt and you you know, have that ability to expand and expand and there's no limit to that. And I think when you have that mindset, that's what allows everything to just kind of fall into place. That's like the domino effect that, you know, creates this kind of mindset to really enjoy life, you know, and and I think that's all I want to say about that. I, I think what's also helping is that I am journaling differently these days. I've um, There's a person that I found through um, Cheaper Than Therapy podcast. Um, the guy's name is Xavier Dagba. He also has his own podcast. But, you know, before I even um, knew about him, I was trying to find ways to journal differently because I found myself in a rut when it came to journaling. I felt as if I was just kind of dumping my thoughts and, you know, letting things go on paper, the things I was feeling. And that helped to a certain point, but I felt as if it wasn't helping me anymore. And um, I had heard about writing to your future self. And so I was looking for different sources to find different prompts to journal. And when I stumbled across him and I saw that he had some journaling prompts where you write, it's like writing to your future self, but you're not just writing to your future self and envisioning the future self, but you're also feeling it sensationally, like sense with your five senses, you're feeling like, for example, you know, um, what are, one of the questions is what are the three traits of your manifested potential self and for me that's someone who is disciplined patient and present and those are the three things that you know really help me to be who I am and so you know you write those things out and then you feel it in your body. And I think there's something about having not just the awareness in your mind, but feeling it in your body and then reinforcing it that helps to kind of build this momentum to actually become it. 
And so I've been doing that for the past, I think, a week now, and it's been helping. And so it's been helping me tremendously in a way that um, reminding myself to show up for myself. And not only that, I'm also rereading the book Mindset by Carol S. Dweck. Um, when I first read it, you know, I was, I read it and I was, and I always thought that I had like a growth mindset, but it turns out I have a fixed mindset. But when I read it the first round, I, I was reading it and all the things that she states and all the study and research that she puts out there, I'm just like, yeah, I know this. I was like, why don't other people know this? You know? And I, and I kind of read it with that kind of mindset. And so, um, I think by the end of the book, I was like, oh, that was a good book. But, you know, um, I felt as if it didn't apply to me because I felt that I had a growth mindset. And then now reading it postpartum and doing all these things, I realized as I was reading it, I was noticing, you know, I had those same thoughts initially. And then I started to feel my body as I was reading it. Like I felt like this sense of urgency in my body. You know, I felt not agitated, but like a tension that I felt that was building to a point that I, you know, that made me feel like I need to do something. And I started questioning that. I started to question those senses, those sensations. And I realized that those sensations, you know, um, are signals, are, you know, a response. And I'm like, well, why is it responding this way? And I think it's because I knew deep down inside, like, that I wasn't fully reading it. Because even me just judging that book and saying, oh, I know that is a form of a fixed mindset. Like, if you're really in growth mindset, you would read it and be like, yes, I agree. And not feel a certain way. And, and clearly, you know, it was rubbing me the wrong way because though it may have not looked like I was in a fixed mindset, I started to, you know, once I started to sense these things, I started to ask myself, well, where am I, where in other areas of my life do I feel the same thing? What thoughts pull up those same sensations? And you know, doing some work and reflecting and writing and just being conscious of it. I realized all the times that I felt those sensations were times where I felt, you know, challenged with my own thought and who I am. And then I started to realize, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, I think I'm holding on to certain things in certain areas of my life and labeling and putting myself in this bucket where I, you know, am giving myself a hard time, if that makes sense. And so I think rereading this book and making it kind of like an assignment for me to reread this book and not think of it as anything, you know, not, try not to compare it to like what I do and how I think or how someone else is thinking, just reading it and absorbing it. So that has been a different experience in me and that has been showing me that I am 
I was in a fixed mindset and I still am. You know, she talks about how you can be in a growth mindset in one area of your life. Say that you're naturally creative. You might be more, you know, growth mindset that mindset. You might have more of a growth mindset in creativity as opposed to, you know, academic studies or vice versa. Or you might be more in a growth mindset in like physical endeavors. But, you know, when it comes to like, mind and um academics it might be the opposite so so having that understanding has helped me to really kind of um I won't say pick I guess I am picking but I'm picking for good reason I'm picking at different areas of my life and comparing because I want to be better and not in a way where I'm like trying to be better I know I use better but it's not in a way where I'm trying to be better than I was before because I think I wasn't good enough. I just want to be better because I know I have that potential. And the more that I become open and more growth mindset, mindsetted, if that's the word, I notice that there's less tension in my body. I'm able to deal with annoying people <laughs> with more ease and I find them less annoying. You know, like I think when I was in the peak of my postpartum, like everything annoyed me, the trash on the floor, the people that, you know, didn't hold the door open for me and my baby, that um, a car that would cut me off. I was just like snap at literally everything, you know? And now I'm in a space where I'm just like, I mean, Granted, there are moments where I'm like, how rude, but uh, I'm also in a place that I don't let those things get to me. Um, and I think I let those things get to me because, you know, that saying, uh, how you see and view and respond to the world is a reflection of you. And so for me, I, you know, I think I was just not in a good space. And so it was, yeah, everything that I saw was like not good. And wow, I feel like I can go on and on, but this podcast and everything that I'm sharing is going to sound very discombobulated and not organized. So I'm going to stop here and um, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Now I feel like I should re-listen to everything I said and jot it down and make it a little more organized, but I will tend to that once I am feeling good about everything else in my life. Um, or not good, but just a little more, um, I guess, what's the word? Grounded? I don't know. But thank you for joining me. Um, and I really appreciate your time. Time, you know, you spend doing things is very valuable to me. And so the fact that you stuck around to the end, I am tremendously grateful. I appreciate you. And until next time, have a wonderful day or night, and I will talk to you soon.